The scripture reading for this morning is from Gospel Luke, chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 40. Now let's read those verses together. Luke, chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinus was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with, they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in manger. And suddenly there was, there was with Andrew a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw, saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherd told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem 
to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens to first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ and he came in the spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the customs of the law he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was the uh, prophetess Anna, daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was adv- advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin. And then as a widow until she was 84, she did not depart from the temple worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they heard, performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. And the text for this morning's sermon is based on Gospel John, chapter 8, verse 12. Now let's read this verse together. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So far with the scripture reading.
congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We all know today is the Christmas. The focus of Christmas seems to have been overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed by rows of wrapping paper and uh, tinsel bows. The joy of a season becomes just the joy of giving and receiving gifts upon gifts. This is not a bad idea because giving is, is good. But it, does not, it doesn't matter how much you give to charity, no matter how much you help families that are in need, no matter how many toys we distribute at an orphanage or nursing home. Without the true meaning of a Christmas, it's all in vain. The joy of the season has become just the joy of houses and Christmas trees decorated with colorful lights. This too is not a bad idea because the sight, the sight of lights is pleasant and beautiful to our eyes. Lights transform the house, the street, and the city into a splendid and luminescent world at night. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many houses, roads, and towns have been decorated with lights. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter how many colorful lights we have used to decorate our own homes and trees. Without the true meaning of the Christmas, it is all in vain. There is a gift we can share this Christmas which is greater than any other gift you can give or receive. And this is the true light, true gift of Christmas. It is the light of the world which God gave us. If the brightness of all the lights at Christmas could somehow be packaged and put into one bright light, that light would be would be deemed in comparison to the true light of Christmas. This greatest gift, the light of the world, is nothing but our Lord Jesus Christ who proved that he is the light of the world. Therefore, this morning I preach to you under this theme. God sends the true light of the world to us as a Christmas gift. We shall hear three things. In first place, what is this Christmas gift? A second place, how do we receive it? The last place, the enjoyment it offers us. Now the first point, what is this Christmas gift? Brothers and sisters, in the book of Isaiah chapter 9, God already promised to send us a big gift, a great light for both Jews and Gentiles. Over 2,000 years ago, on this day, this promised gift from God descended on us. As it was recorded in Gospel Luke chapter 2, 
On that day, Jesus was born, a righteous and devout man. Simon, moved by the Holy Spirit, took the baby Jesus in his arms. He declared that this baby was the light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory to the Israelites. Apostle Paul also witnesses in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 that Jesus Christ is the indescribable heavenly gift from God to us. Now here in our text, Jesus himself declares, I am the light of the world. So basically what Jesus is saying is this, I am the Christmas gift which has been promised to you long ago. However, the question is, where did, why did God send Jesus, the light of the world, to us as a Christmas gift 2,000 years ago? Why didn't he send us something else as our Christmas gift? This is a valid question, isn't it? Well, when you buy Christmas gifts for your loved ones, you do not pick them up randomly from a store. You pick up things that your friends or family loves or needs. You would love to give them something practical and meaningful. This is so with our Heavenly Father as well. He did not send the light of the world to us for nothing. He selected this unique Christmas gift for us because that is what we badly need. When God created man, he created man in his own image. So man was created in the light, for God is light. The created man was perfect because the spiritual light of the love of God had bestowed on him. He did not only know his creator, but he also walked in the lights of his creator. Indeed, Adam lived a life of light. However, lured by Satan, Adam fell into the world of darkness, which was the domain of Satan. Since then, the entire human race started to walk in the darkness. The world of darkness is a world of ignorance, of sin, of death. It was a world in which man's life of light was lost. Our God who created us did not want us to perish in the darkness, but rather to return to him. He wanted us to walk again in his light. And out of his mercy and love, God decided to send Jesus Christ, the light of the world, as a gift for us. He sent Jesus Christ, the light of the world, to overcome and to dispel the darkness of the world so that we may be saved from the darkness of the death. 
So for the fallen human race, the light of the world is exactly, exactly the gift we need, even if we don't deserve it. Now let's go back to our text. Our text, verse 12a, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Notice, brothers and sisters, Jesus did not say, I am like the light of the world. Or I can direct you to the light of the world. Or I can shine some light on you. But he made it a very clear statement that he is the light of the world. This is the first thing, the first time in the scripture that Jesus himself declares that he is the light of the world. Since Jesus is the light, <coughs> then obviously he does not want light. He does want, he does what light does. The visible source of light in the world is the sun. One sun illuminates the whole world. And so does Jesus Christ. We do not need more than that because the sun, the world, would be complete darkness. Likewise, without Christ, the spiritual world of man would be dark as well as the light of the world. Jesus Christ brings the divine knowledge to the world of darkness and by this knowledge, he instructs men who are very ignorant of God and his, desire, and his designs of mercy. As the light of the world, Jesus Christ also brings the light of forgiveness, the holiness to the world of sin. Hell is thrown open and the sunlight streams into it. So this is what happened to the world when Jesus came to the dark places of the, the world. He exposed them with his holy presence. As the light of the world, Jesus Christ brings the light of life to a world full of spiritual death. Light is life. And life is light. In him was life, and his life was the light of the world. Brothers and sisters, when the light of our Lord Jesus Christ comes entirely, the darkness of the night disappears from our lives. The darkness of a spiritual life does not disappear with the dawn, unless Jesus banishes it. If Jesus is with us, then the light of life does not disappear with the sunset. And what a wonderful Christmas gift God has in store for us. This brings us to the second point. How do we receive it? To properly, properly receive a gift, you must first unwrap and open it and then appreciate and treasure it. 
Now, how do we unwrap and open the heavenly Christmas gift, the light of the world? Well, in verse 12b, our Lord has told us exactly how to unwrap this gift. It says there, whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. There are two different aspects in verses 12b. The one is about how to receive it. The other one is about the consequences of receiving it. We shall deal with the second aspect in the last point of the sermon. Now regarding the first aspect, we need to first find out in what kind of context Jesus spoke these words. And to whom was he talking? When Jesus said these words, he was at the Feast of Tabernacles. It was a very special occasion to remind the Israelites about how God had led their ancestors, ancestors during their 40 years of wandering. He guided and directed them by day with a pillar of a cloud and by night with a pillar of fire. So in the immediate context, Jesus was directly talking to the Jews, the covenant people of God. Of course, today, these words also speak to us as well. Jesus said, whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness. We can interpret Jesus' words here as follows. Whoever follows me will have the light of the world. In the word, whoever follows me will receive the best Christmas gift from God. Please notice that Jesus did not say whoever is born in a covenant family will never walk in the darkness. But he did say that whoever follows him would never walk in the darkness. So whether, so whether you can receive the heavenly Christmas gift, the light of the world, depends on the action of following him and not your status. So covenant people have to follow Christ to receive this heavenly Christmas gift. To follow Christ means three things, brothers and sisters. First, you must put your heart and soul in the light of the world. This means to trust and obey him. Just like the shepherds, just like the Simon and Anna, they trusted in the light of the world and they also acknowledged his lordship. They praised and worship him. So if you put your trust in yourself, your friends, your money, or anything other than Christ, your heart and soul are not in the true light of the world. Hence, you have not followed Jesus Christ. Secondly, you have to 
dedicate your heart and soul, your whole life to Him. The earthly position with the sun determines whether we receive a light or warmth from that luminary. As a covenant people, you have to turn to the, to the Son of God to receive His light. You surrender yourself entirely to Him. You study His Word diligently. You pray and yearn for His guidance and inspirations. If you invest most of your time, invest your career, your business, and your social activities, rather than in study the Word of God and praying, then you have not followed Christ. Lastly, to follow Christ also means that you must move forward in the light and not backward in the darkness. As the Lord says through chapter 1 of First John, you have to work in the light of the world and to have fellowship with him. So to follow is to make a progress is to have a continual fellowship with him. Brothers and sisters, baptism is very important. It is a sign by which we are sealed into the covenant. It's a sign that we are now the children of Abraham and we are now entitled to have all the promises that God has given to Abraham. Publicly doing professional faith is good. By it, you have joined the Church of Christ. You now have the full status of members in the Canadian Reformed Church. You are now in the light of the world. Now what? Shall we have a break? Shall we put a period here? Shall we stop here since we got all the promises from God already? Surely you shall not. You must continue to press forward, upward, in the direction of our Lord Jesus Christ. You must follow his character, his life, his spirit, and his glory. In the Chinese culture, there is a saying, either you, you go forward or you will be left behind. If you are not growing, you will find yourself in the darkness again. Being baptized and doing professional faith is not the final destination of your spiritual life. But just but just the first step of your long march towards eternity. Brothers and sisters, you can never have a fellowship with Christ until you have established a relationship with him. But you can undoubtedly have a, relation, have a relationship without fellowship. Relationship puts you into a family of God. A fellowship permits the life of that family to shine out. 
The relationship is to be in the Lord, but the fellowship is to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Relationship means that in the covenant, you have the right to obtain all the promises of God. Fellowship implies that you are actually drawing upon that. We know, we know there are covenant children who failed to draw upon God's promises and end up with no fellowship with Christ. They fell. They fell into the darkness again. Brothers and sisters, it could happen that we come to church every Sunday, but our heart is not really there. While others are singing and praising, we mumble words and think of something else. Then we do not have fellowship with Christ. As a matter of fact, we are walking towards darkness. Indeed, they are covenant children who apparently are walking in the light of the world. They talk well about their faith, about the Reformed Confession, and about the true or false church. They really look like they are really in fellowship with Christ. But privately, their life does not match their words. So in reality, they are not in the light at all. Just like the tanning bed in the tanning salon, people often spend lots of money going to this giant microwave, if you like, to get a quick tan. So it looks like they have been in the sun for so long time. If, they, if you did not know any better, you really would not be able to tell that they were not actually in the sun at all. Just as some people want a suntan to make it looks, looks like as if they enjoyed the loss of sunshine. Some covenant people wish for their relationship with Jesus to be the same way. They want to look as if they are in the light of the world without actually being in it. Just look at Christmas present in heaven. Isn't it enough? We have to accept it with our heart. You must follow the light of the world, believe in it, and walk in it, for it is the light of our feet and the lamp of our path. We follow the light, but not precede it. Jesus goes before every man to make his way plain. Our duty, our duty is to follow Christ's step best step. This brings us to the last point, the enjoyment it offers. Brothers and sisters, receiving an excellent and meaningful present always gives happiness and enjoyment. The heavenly Christmas gift will bring us not just the joy, but also 
the light of life. Now we come to the second aspect of verses 12b. This is about the consequence of following Christ. We have to have another close look at 12b again. It says there, Whoever follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So there are two positive consequences. The one is the followers of Christ will never be lost in the darkness. In John chapter 10, Jesus declares himself to be the good shepherd and himself to the gate of the sheep pen. If any enter enters through me, he says in verse 9, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Right before his crucifixion, the darkness will continue to call you, trying to seduce, seduce you entering once again into the shadow of death. But Christ, he will not let the darkness even come near you. There may be clouds and shadows producing an imperfect follow-up, but that will only be temporary. What an enjoyment it is that the light of the world has overcome the darkness. The other positive consequence is that the followers of Jesus Christ will have the light of life. This is the light which springs from the experience. The scripture tells us that in him was light and the life was the light of a man. The light that streams from the sun reflects from objects to object. Similarly, the light that comes from Jesus Christ, beams from believers upon the dark world. This life of light is a communion with the Father through the Son by the Holy Spirit. It brings righteousness. It brings peace. It is abundant and everlasting life. It is the complete remission of our sins. It's a light that can never be extinguished. Brothers and sisters, Christmas is not about the lights of the decorating of the houses, the adorned Christmas trees, or the presents under the tree. It is about the true light of the world, the gift we all need. The most valuable gift of Christmas is not the toy of the year or a new PlayStation or a shiny kitchen gadget. It is, that, it is that baby in the manger who is true light of the world on the Christmas day. And every day we praise God for giving us his son, Jesus Christ. Through faith in him, all our sins have been forgiven. And we now have the promise of eternal life. The gift of Christ 
is worth more than any other gift you have ever.